We're back. Number one team on the Brick House NBA preview. I'm Bob Johnson. I'm Matt Baker, and what a long, strange trip it's been. Matt, I was about to say, it feels like we've been on the road for 50 years together. Yeah. Just doing lots of acid. <laughs> uh, what's that uh, Mathau Lemon movie? Not Odd Couple, but... Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> That's what I think it... I feel like at this point... You know, I'm the clean one and you're the <laughs> and you're the one who doesn't mind throwing the socks around and I'm the uptight one and you're I've always been the dirty sock one if there's like two, you know, a distinction between the dirty or clean sock guy. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it, but we got uh we got the dogs barking, we got mariachi band playing. It's a celebration, Bob. We've it's, made it this far. It's like they know we're previewing the the returning champions the golden state warriors who else could we put in the number one slot you know a lot of people have been giving them shit this off season saying that their championship was, uh, was, was lucky lucky yeah <laughs> uh you know that they didn't have to play some teams to get there that uh, you know all the other teams got injured yeah I think that happens every year. Right. But what doesn't happen every year is a team wins 67 games and uh, was just like one less than a percentage point away from being the number one offense and the number one defense in the league. Don't luck yourself into 67 games. Now, I want to bring this up real quick. Andrew Bogut played in 67 games last year. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, though, I was actually while looking at their depth chart and you know figuring out should i put him at number 1 andrew bug is really the biggest question mark mm-hmm. you know and was the reason why i think the warriors were something like a 40 to 1 dog to win the finals at the beginning of the season last year right because Everyone assumes that Andrew Bogut will never be able to make it through an entire season. Yeah. By the time the playoffs run around, roll around, he'll inevitably be injured. But before we get into all the players on the team, there's so much we want to discuss. We've got the last goofy-ass uh, segment that uh, is one of my favorites for preparing for the show. as where we compare the basketball team to uh, something non-basketball and I hope that people have liked them. I've tried to make the top teams pretty good. Here, here we go. Last, last appearance of this segment. Bring the Golden on. State Warriors are like the movie The Social Network. Okay. 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 They're obviously led by a baby-faced whiz kid who's achieved the highest levels of success way earlier and way more than most people ever thought or yeah. expected of him. In this case, Mark Jackson has to be Eduardo Saverin. I mean... It was his algorithm that made up the backbone of what would become Facebook or this championship Warriors team. There was even an, an ugly exit from the team, you know, Jackson. Mm-hmm. There were, I don't know if there were lawyers involved, probably, but it definitely did involve an assistant coach surreptitiously taping conversations that they had. I mean, we'll get to the owner segment in a little bit, but new owner Joe Lacob, Joe Lacob, not sure how to pronounce it, one of the things he said, you know, when letting Mark Jackson go was, we really appreciate all the work he's done. It's just really hard to have a head coach uh, be not liked by over 200 people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, he's the Saverin, which would make Steve Kerr the Sean Parker, you know, Justin Timberlake character mm-hmm. in this because, you know, 
He's uh, he's the Napster creator. He's from California. He's comfortable in the Bay Area. Kerr walked in and said, conference championships are cool. But you know what's even cooler than that? World championships. Yeah. Yeah. I had him say, like, you know, what's better than the Facebook? Lose the the. Yeah. You know, which is essentially what he did. You know what we should do? Play defense. There you go. Championship. You know what we should do instead of... You know, alienating all of our assistant coaches. We should hire the best assistant coaches money can buy. You know, small, small little changes. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Jackson obviously hates him, as I'm sure Eduardo Saverin, you know, in the movie hates Sean Parker pretty clearly. Um, but, you know, he feels uh, Parker's getting the, the, the credit he deserves. Anyway, so, of course, if <laughs> being as the last NBA preview and uh, one of our one of our running themes, and and I think uh, a fun time that Matt and I have when talking basketball is making fun of how the Phoenix Suns uh, love twins. If anybody's the Winklevoss twins in uh, in this analogy, let's just say it's Mike D'Antoni and his brother Dan, <laughs> because they came up with the idea for pace and space and shooting a bunch of threes. They even worked with Steve Kerr once upon right. a time. Yeah. Only the difference was, you know, just thinking that Facebook would be good just for Harvard people is kind of like thinking that the shooting threes run and gun would work without even ever practicing defense in practice, Ooh. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just like Zuckerberg thought, well, maybe I'd sell this to the whole world. Anyways, that's it. That's the last thing I got that's, for you guys. That's a that's great. That was a great <laughs> one. You did you did justice to your own segment on that last yeah. one. The champions should be known as uh, as the youngest billionaires in the world. Mm-hmm. Let's do the previously on previously on the Golden State Warriors. Well, I'm. I mean, we just said it. They won the championship last hey, year. Bottoms up. From so in the late '80s, early '90s. They actually, their team wasn't bad. They had Run good TMC. players. Run TMC. They had yeah. Mitch Richmond, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen. They, oh, they traded for, they drafted Penny Hardaway, but traded him for Chris Weber. C-Webb. They had, yeah, they had good players. They went to the playoffs a few times. Uh, Weber was traded after his first year to Baltimore or Washington, the right. Bullets. And then they went on a 3, 6, 9, 11, what? Yeah, 12-season playoff list streak when they had another exciting team under Don Nelson with Baron Davis and Jason Richardson that beat the Mavericks, the one seed. They were the eight seed. Right. We believe Warriors team. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So they had they had that fun team. Monte Ellis was on that team. Then after Matt that, Barnes. Right. After that, they went on another five-year playoff drought. During this time, they drafted Curry. They drafted Clay Thompson. They got Draymond Green. They got Harrison Barnes. They started collecting all these pieces. Yep. So this, I guess you could say, is the third incarnation of the fast-paced Warriors team over yeah. the past 20, 25 years. But they finally figured it out because they got de- – the, the Don Nelson team was of the don't-play-defense mind. Sure. Just jack it and go crazy. Sure. Uh, they also had a uh, yeah, – Al Harrington, Darrell Wright. Yeah, they just were just throwing it around. Uh, Anthony Randolph. Yeah. So now, they, like you said, they finally, with a little bit of defense and a little bit of Bogut, David Lee, they finally figured out the formula of who to put where 
and how to get guys to play what. They got Andre Iguodala to, for the first time in his career, not start a game. Right. He had started every game he had played in the NBA, minus the one all-star game he was in. And they got him to come off the bench. It So their history, their history is been trying to perfect this run and gun system and finally get or some variation and finally getting it to happen it was the first time they were in the conference finals since 1976 whoa that's the year they won with uh, rick barry that was the year after they won okay uh 1976 they lost to the suns in the conference finals that was when the suns lost to the celtics in the championship but uh, yeah, so that's their that's their history. Last year, their their record at home was thirty nine and two. Okay, second best in NBA history. Sixty seven wins last year was most in franchise history. And that stat I was saying at the at the top of the episode, they were first in defensive efficiency and second in offensive efficiency, barely losing out to the Clippers. Yeah, if they would have hit that mark being first in both categories. That had been the first time since Julie, Julius Irving led 76ers. Wow, in 83, 81, somewhere around there? Uh, somewhere in there, being it, first in both. That's insane. Now, what they... Rookie coach, by the way. What they, what they lacked in offensive efficiency to the Clippers, they made up for in Steph Curry makes Chris Paul look silly videos. Ugh. Poor Chris Paul. That, he, Steph Curry just was literally running circles around him at yeah. certain points. I just saw a highlight the other day that uh, it was last night that uh, Steph Curry slipped in a preseason game versus the Lakers, like takes a knee on the three-point line, then does it between the legs, dribble, and nails the three. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they called the game because the floor was too slippery, this preseason game down at some casino in San Diego. Oh, that because the Lakers play all their preseason games in places that aren't Los Angeles. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get into the segment we got some new people who own the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they may be new names, but as far as this segment goes, uh, similar jobs that we've heard about before. Joe Lacobe uh, was an investment equity money manager. Uh, his investments... Um, the investment firm he started, venture capital firm Kleiner Perkins, was started in 87, and his investments have really centered around life sciences, medical technology, internet, energy, and some some of the companies you might know, autotrader.com, Invisalign, the, uh, yeah, the braces, the thing. Uh, new invasive. Anyways, yeah, that's how he made his money. He uh, he was a minority owner in the in the Celtics share he's actually from Massachusetts and grew up always a Celtics fan. So he won a championship as an owner in 2008 then. I believe so. I yeah. believe that would be right. I don't have it in front of me but I think so cuz he only had to give up his his share when he decided to to make the majority move for the Warriors. Uh the the other owner although not as big a share Howard Gruber, he is the CEO of Mandalay Entertainment. Most recent films include The Kids Are All Right, Soul Surfer, and Bernie, but they also produced some ones that you've heard of, uh, Batman, Witches of Eastwick, and Flashdance. Gruber's films have earned over $3 billion worldwide wow. and 50 Academy Award nominations. Uh, Gruber also 
owns uh, he's co-owner of three teams: the Warriors, the Dodgers, and also the Los Angeles Football Club of Major League Soccer. So. Oh, that's new one. They haven't started yet. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think they're starting next year. I believe. Is it a competing soccer club? Yeah, they're going to. Yeah, they're going to be in the same. Same place as, as the, uh, the galaxy. galaxy. Huh. Okay. Like the Clippers and Lakers. Yeah. And if there's any city that can handle it, it'd be this one or New York, I suppose. All right. Well, enough about those guys. We we know the rich people get rich by having rich friends invest in their rich businesses. Let's talk about who plays basketball for the returning champs. And now, the starting lineup for your Golden State Warriors! We know the uh, Steph Curry. I was just telling Matt, I was looking at the list of the 100 highest paid NBA basketball players. Your reigning MVP, Matt, he's in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, you, you can imagine who's ahead of them. They weren't MVP. I'll just tell you that much, you know. Right. Except for there weren't uh, 89 MVPs <laughs> filling out that list. No, there weren't. But they they do have some other awesome players coming back. Clay Thompson, Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, who they just re-signed this summer for a five-year, eighty-four million dollar contract. Yeah, I believe he paid played for nine hundred some thousand last year, so that's quite a raise. And uh, Andrew Bogut. He may not be starting the season, though. We just heard he broke his nose in a preseason game and might need some surgery. Oof. But what a starting five. Their bench is real deep. I mean, the NBA Finals MVP doesn't even start. That's uh, Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Um, For, was he one of the few non-starters to win the Finals MVP, right? Apparently, at the beginning of the season, Steve Kerr went up to him and said, you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes to win a championship? He said, yes. Are you willing to come off the bench? He said, we better win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. <laughs> so made, it worked out. Made Iguodala look great. Made Steve Kerr look pretty good, too. I guess. Right. <laughs> so what, do we, what did they add? They added Jason Thompson. Uh, okay. There was that period where uh, Gerald Wallace was traded around a whole bunch. Uh-huh. And at one point... He was traded to the Warriors. Oh, he was traded uh, David Lee in the David Lee trade. Okay. But then they turned around and traded Wallace to the 76ers for Jason Thompson. Now, Jason Thompson got traded from the Kings to the 76ers. Outside of that, I think I don't think they added much. Yeah, they drafted Kevin Looney yeah. from UCLA Looney, with the 30th pick. They got him yeah late. They had Ben Gordon on the team, but they just cut him. He's not even going to make the uh, starting uh, regular season team. Poor guy. And one of my favorites from uh, Peoria, Illinois, Sean, Sean Livingston. Livingston. Again, another guy who, who looked like he had the whole world in front of him coming out and then had that horrific injury and has found a way to kind of battle back. And Right. Festus Azili, I learned during the NBA Finals that he was going to become a medical doctor. He was a brilliant guy. I guess he uh, he started college at age 13 or 14. Oh, man. And uh, it was his friends in medical school that convinced him, you know, I think you could probably make more playing professional basketball. Yeah. <laughs> hey, convinced you know, him to play. You know how you're like seven feet tall? <laughs> yeah, doctors are cool, but if you're seven feet tall. Uh, that operating table is going to be really far away from yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nothing's changing about yeah, this team. But I think the engine of the team is Draymond Green's Draymond. heart and yeah. his uh and his mouth. <laughs> yeah, his mouth. He's got a he's got a, a he's got one that words just fall right out of. Harrison Barnes is up for a new contract after this year. He's already obviously turning down deals or turning down offers pushed his way. Yeah, I can't even tell anymore. I mean, $60 million, you feel like, you know, why wouldn't he sign that? That's, you know, a great deal. That's way more, that's 50% more than Stephen Curry's mm-hmm. making per season. But yeah, that such is the uh, the curse of more with uh, winning a championship. So this so may be one of their... Barnes is just banking on... So it's $16 million a year. Right. I guess Barnes is just banking on the fact that maybe he plays well enough to make 18 or if he just plays the same, he'll still make sixteen. I guess he's just thinking is, I won't make, I won't sign for less than what I turned down. So hopefully, I just sign for more. Well, the crazy thing is, it's something like next summer, there's expected to be seven hundred fifty million dollars in cap space, and Jeez. only so many players up for contracts. So all these players. Are th- like the whole Tristan Thompson thing is coming to the point where people are just like, wow, we're going to have to spend money and there's only going to be so many players available. Yeah. So all you have to do, these agents are telling these players, obviously, is be available. Yeah. You know, because don't get what, injured. I think if it were the difference of 16 or 18 million dollars, right, wouldn't you want to just lock down that security? Yeah, for it, sure. They These agents have to be telling players like Harrison Barnes, you know, Andre Drummond, um, Tristan Thompson. Tiptoe everywhere. Don't that, don't that, run. That if they have some sort of breakout year or maybe even just stay the same, just by being available with a free agent contract, you're going to get paid. Yeah. And, you know, Harrison Barnes, I would think that his agent is telling him his max is something more like 22 or $24 Ugh, million. Dollars no. I mean, that's, that's Joe Johnson, Kobe Bryant, like – destroy your franchise money <laughs> if you give it to the someone who's not lebron james steph curry or one of the other top five players in the league and this is a kid who was the number one recruit in college who was a preseason all-american before he even stepped on the court in college yeah he was preordained you know the next kobe the next lebron yeah amateur prospect but i feel like he's gonna be like deandre where if he were given an opportunity where a team like Dallas were to say, here's the keys to the franchise. Our team will go as far as you can take us that he would realize, Oh shit, that might not even be in the playoffs every year. Yeah. I'm the best player. Right. (laughs) Maybe I just stick on this team as the fifth option. Yeah. That's, do you want to make $16 million playing with a perennial championship team? Or do you want to make $16 million playing with a bunch of who knows what's going to happen yeah well let's get into our uh, our next segment here record prediction last year like we said franchise franchise record for wins 67 and 15 39 and 2 at home i don't think they repeat that oh man no i still got them at 61 wins 61 yeah. and 21 will uh give them enough for first overall in our previews i'll say 62 yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, whenever you're the champs, you got everyone coming after you every game, 82 games a night. You yeah. Know, even the worst teams in the league will bring their A game, trying to trying to get a meaningful win over the champs. Everyone 
is going to be sold out. Uh, Warriors games all year. Oh, Everyone yeah. wants They're to see these guys. Make that championship money. But yeah, I uh, I I see them as not not winning uh, not winning as much, but winning enough to to have the home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Let's do one more LeBron James. Oh match. man! What the fuck has anything got to do with LeBron James? segment for forever i i might miss it too much but you know as far as lebron james relates to the golden state warriors seeing him take 30 shots a game in the finals was a lot of fun yeah it wasn't like aesthetically pleasing like the spurs basketball or or the warriors basketball even but you know lebron is such a transcendent player that you know if he were to play like that, we've all wanted to see what his game would look like if he were to dominate uh, in the in the shot taking, like like Kobe or Michael, and uh, and see just how many points he can ring up because he's never um, tried to be the player like that, you know. Especially in, and recently he's been GM trying to make his team around him yeah, worthwhile the, to pass to. All the day to day stuff is really cotton up with him he can't he can't worry about shooting when he has yeah checks to sign and but what, watching him play the warriors reminded me in 2007 the game when everyone realized this guy is for real yeah eastern conference finals versus the detroit pistons right and if you recall he single-handedly brought the Cavs back scoring something like 32 of the last 35 points mm-hmm. of the fourth quarter in overtime for Cleveland. Uh, Nike popped a bunch of champagne that night, knowing like this guy is going to is going to make us a lot of money. Right. And you know, ever since then, he's been like I say on teams where he has uh, been so much more efficient. You know, people argue than these players who play hero ball right. and you know just decide. Today's my single-handedly yeah. whether or not they're going to win just on his shots, but it was very exciting and uh, a LeBron that that only the champs could inspire. But for a while there, it looked like he was so good he was going to be able to beat one of the best teams of all time single-handedly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with Matthew Dellavedova as his uh, running mate. Yeah, that finals also really pumped up old T Thompson's value in his own mind. <laughs> in his agent's mind at yeah. least another segment i'll miss i'll miss dearly if we don't keep it up so just in case we don't let's let's make it a good one matt and now it's time for a personal anecdote with matt baker if you could win any award in your lifetime what would it be what would you want to win and why i think uh, i'd be uh Best rap single at the Grammys, Bob. Really? No. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I since this is sports, I I'll keep it sportsy. Okay. We're not talking about like championship trophies. We're talking about personal, individual awards, right? This is yeah. Any award you want. I I could Your say choice. I could choice here. I could say humanitarian of the year. But yeah. Psh, that doesn't come. Whatever. Who that doesn't come with any. Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, no, uh, no over thank it. you. Over it, over it. <laughs> uh, I've always, I would win 
the Cy Young. Nice. Pitchers have always fascinated me. Just trying to throw a baseball past a hitter and trying to figure out how to get that hitter out. And most of the time, when someone wins a Cy Young, they've been just unhittable. Now, there have been years where it's just kind of a bunch of people grouped together and you just kind of pick one out of the group. But Uh when you think like Randy Johnson. Sure. He was terrifying on the mound. Mm -hmm. And he would just – he could strike anybody out. It didn't matter. To me, pitching – and trying to figure out how to get the ball past the hitter who could hit it 400 feet is always, I've always been fascinated by that. Definitely individual sport yeah. disguised as a team, team game there, yeah. especially for the pitcher yeah. above all else. I, uh, so yeah, no, no, thank you. Nobel peace prize <laughs> humanitarian of the year. I'm going to follow in Sandy Koufax's footsteps. Yeah. Not in this house. <laughs> not Einstein. On the next episode of Brick House. You know, I think our listeners know about as well as we do what the next episode of Brick House is going to be like. Uh, because we don't. <laughs> We're going to have to do some serious soul searching. You know, we've we've recorded about 15 hours of NBA previews. I feel like we've we've got a uh, we've got our freshman season under our belts of college now, and we're we're ready to go pro. What if we just preview next year and just release them <laughs> continue like so yeah we'll just we'll preview next year but we'll release next year in november nice. so yeah what we think will have already happened uh that could get real weird there's a whole season ahead of us bob <laughs> there's gonna be plenty more twins jokes i hope mm-hmm. otherwise i don't know why we'd want to live <laughs> all right <laughs> great way to end it <laughs> Tune in uh, next time. We'll find out what uh, what the hell we're talking about in the next episode of BrickHouse.